0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The methods described and ideas expressed during this program have proven the impossible to be possible. At any rate, any action taken based on this information as discussed during the program, well, I'm sorry, that's strictly at your own risk. This is American Ground
3: Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Lewis. R. Avaloni. This insanity must stop. It has got to stop. We are a nation of laws. This country requires law and order. I now, agree, now, but
4: t- what, what what insanity are we talking about? Well,
3: here? we're talking about, first of all, 2020, yeah. last year. Oh, that was insane. Was already one of the most violent years uh, for our police officers. Officer deaths during 2020 mm-hmm. jumped
4: 60% compared to 2019. And by the way, most of those deaths occurred after the rioting began after the death of George Floyd. Not before. It wasn't because of the lockdowns. These came after the BLM riots. Oh, absolutely. This
3: anti-police sentiment. I mean, they've been ambushed with gunfire while just sitting in their patrol cars. They've had bricks hurled at them uh, just standing in our city streets. Uh, They've watched their police stations burn to the ground. They've been punched in the face while even waiting in a restaurant to pick up their food. And now, and now, 2021 has not been any better. In fact, the fraternal order of police say that most police officers were shot.
4: The, the and, most police officers. And killed. In, in history. In the United States history in 2020. And, and here's the thing. We still have a month to go in 2021. We still have a month. We have broken all-time records for the number of police officers shot and the number of police officers killed in the line of duty, and there's still a full month to go. Yeah, that's 314
3: police officers this year that were shot in the line of duty. 58 of whom were killed, 42 cops shot in Texas, 25 in Illinois, 21 in California, and 17 officers shot in both Florida and Georgia. And like you said, I mean, we've got a month to go, and 2021 is the deadliest on record for police
4: officers. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. We've got to stop. And, and look, last year I, I made a video for the uh, local fraternity order of police. They, they were holding a ceremony honoring all of the officers who had died in the line of duty in the state of Louisiana. And to see their stories, these aren't just, you know, faceless, nameless police officers. These are human beings. These are our neighbors. These are our countrymen and women. These are people who have said, I'm going to put my life on the line for yours. No,
3: these are officers. These are men and women. These are human beings who voluntarily place their own lives in harm's way to serve our communities, to protect our children, even though, and this is what's so ironic, even though they may never really get to see their own children again Mm -hmm. in doing so, in protecting all of us. They wake up every morning. Imagine, imagine just for a moment. I mean, this truly is a ministry for police officers. Yes. Because it's they, service. they wake up every morning knowing that they're going to be subjected to cursing and screaming tantrums, threats to their own safety, and, obviously. And
4: that's just from the politicians. Imagine what they're getting from the general public.
3: No, and, you know, up until now, a police officer is was killed every 58 hours in our country. And what does that mean? What does that mean? What, uh, what does it mean? That means they are leaving behind countless... Sons and daughters, wives and husbands, who must now live their own lives without them. And so, that, so that we might live in a safer country. And yet you've got the Democrats out there that cannot destroy law and order, that cannot destroy safe communities.
4: At I mean, fast enough. Fast enough. And yet, do we see these stories on the news? I mean, we saw a couple during 2020... But if you had just been watching the evening newscasts up until now, would would you have been surprised by the news that this is the deadliest year for police officers in the history of I this country? I haven't seen it anywhere. I haven't seen it.
3: I mean, I'm, for many of our listeners, I'm sure this is the very first time that they're hearing about this. If
4: we hadn't received this press release from the Fraternal Order of Police, we wouldn't have known because the news isn't covering this because the news, when they set their priorities for what they think you should know every day— this doesn't make their top 10 list. And I
3: know there's folks out there that say, well, you know, there's a lot of dirty cops out there. A lot? You know, police officers. Well, of course, that's what the left says. Yeah, that's what BLM says. No, that's-, that's what those who want to defund our police, they want to do away with any law in order. The ones that want to basically get rid of the police officers and send camp counselors mm-hmm. into some of the Unsafest neighborhoods. And by the way, you know, the left is always, you know, oh, we care about the least among us. us. Yeah, it's not, you know, those ugly Republicans. They're always, it's always about money and making, you know, more money. They really don't care about the poor. And yet it's the Democrats that are shutting down police officers left and right. And it's their communities of the least among us. That are the most
4: vulnerable right. that the, are going to suffer. The, the communities the most. that receive the most crime are the ones that have the least amount of income.
3: And and by that's, the way,
4: that's just a fact.
3: I, I get it. You know, there are there is police misconduct. And there are some police officers who simply should not be police officers, but just like there are bad plumbers. There's some people that shouldn't be a plumber. Some people who should not be a doctor. They're not a good doctor or they're not a good lawyer. There's
4: some people who should be radio hosts. E-
3: exactly. I mean, wait. each of us can do our jobs better. So to say that there's not police misconduct,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that I, I think you're not
4: being but, honest. But what's the percentage? It's minuscule. There you go. It's minuscule. So is it okay? And if, even if there is a bad cop. Does that justify the murder of a good cop? Does it? No, of course not. No, you know, I'm reminded of Charles Barkley. You
3: remember what he said? Uh, I think I've got this quote here. Hold on one second, here it is. He says, basically saying, who are black people supposed to call? Ghostbusters when we have crime in our neighborhood? We need to stop the defund or abolish the police crap. Right. And that's a direct quote from Charles, Charles Barkley. Yeah.
4: And he caught a lot of flack. Because that is not what an
3: African-American.
4: It's not what Ibrahim Zindi wants you to say. It's not what BLM wants you to say. It's not what Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants you to say. It's not what Bernie Sanders wants you to say. It's not what the, the mayor of San Francisco wants you to say. But it's the truth.
3: No, Absolutely. And, and so instead of police, what do we need? What the, uh, According to the left, we just need more handouts. We
4: need more cance- counselors. Just, you know, and, and if, as long as they're uh, armed with, uh, you know, smelling salts and, um, I don't know, flowers. I have no idea. It's nonsense. Yeah. It's absolute. Maybe mean, some pamphlets on, on how to reduce your anger. I mean, just the read fact the that we're just
3: letting anyone come across the border, we have absolutely no idea what their background is, mm-hmm. what threats, that, well, what threats. And and it's not to say that people who are of brown skin are are threatening. That's not what we're saying whatsoever.
4: but there have been people from more than 160 different countries come across the southern border this year. It's not just people coming from Mexico. These are people coming from around the world, and we do not know why they're coming here. We do not know their background. Frankly, we don't know how they got here or where they're going. But see, if our community is going to
3: flourish again if our communities Mm -hmm. if this country is going to flourish again with good jobs and safe places for our children to live and to play right these good men and women of law enforcement have to be invited back into our communities before it is too late you know it's often said all that is necessary for evil to triumph
4: is for good men and women to do nothing We have got to honor the respect that they are paying to us on a daily basis. Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. Well, the United States economy added 210,000 jobs in the month of November. That's the lowest monthly jobs number since last year. Economists had expected an increase of a half million jobs or more last month. However, the unemployment rate did drop to 4.2 percent, down from 4.6 percent, and wages were up by 4.8 percent compared to a year ago. I mean, this administration has mucked
3: with the free market. Yes. And if anything, by attacking the quote-unquote wealthy or the job providers— right. It's an example of how the trickle-down economy works because when you shut that off,
4: you trickle down misery. And by the way, the vaccine mandates, not helping this situation at all. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, Texas's ban on mask mandates in schools is back on. The ban was part of an executive order by Governor Greg Abbott and was challenged in court by a nonprofit group called Disability Rights Texas. They claimed the mask mandate ban prevented children from with disabilities from being able to go to school and a federal judge agreed to a temporary injunction back in early November. This week, the Fifth Circuit Court Court of appeals overruled the lower court judge saying the risks of contracting covid 19 for these plaintiffs are certainly real but the alleged injury to plaintiffs from the enforcement of the executive order is at this point much more abstract you know this is a bright spot in our country not necessarily this one decision
3: but it seems like court decision after court decision recently mm-hmm. are restoring the rights of our citizens those rights that were taken away By authoritarian governors all across the country.
4: Third thing you need to know before tomorrow, the redistricting map drawn by Republicans in the Republican-controlled legislature in Ohio is getting more challenges in court. This week, the League of Women Voters and the A. Philip Randolph Institute both sued, saying the new borders unfairly favored Republicans. National Democrat redistricting committee has already filed suit, saying the new lines are unconstitutional. Since this map was approved without a single Democrat voting for it in the legislature, it will only last two years, rather than the usual 10, assuming it survives these court challenges. You know, redistricting every time it comes around, mm-hmm.
3: it's always a contested issue.
4: It, it is. And unfortunately, it gets played out more and more in the courts than... In in the legislatures and in the committees, they're supposed to be drawn. And there's this. a
3: lot more money behind redistricting these days.
2: Coming up next, we're talking with the American Mamas. Stick around. You're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr.
4: Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, I
3: think it is about time that we return to a time where parents, parent. Their children, okay, they are not wards of the state, right? They should not be raised by the state or by pop culture, right? We should have parents who parent. I don't know if you saw this, but in Michigan, you know, of course, that fifteen-year-old boy, child Ethan Crumley who went and shot up his school. He shot four. He killed mm-hmm. four of his fellow classmates, right. Up in Michigan, he wounded seven others. He's going to be tried as an adult. He's also charged with terrorism. Okay, he's going to be charged with murder right. as an adult. And terrorism. And terrorism. Th- those seem appropriate charges. And now his parents have been charged. His parents have been charged for involuntary manslaughter in connection with his alleged crimes. I think, I, I look, the left for ages... Have blamed the Second Amendment for school shootings. They've blamed firearms manufacturers, President Trump. They blamed Republican Congress people. They've heavy metal, video games, dozens of other scapegoats. While in most cases, conservatives have traditionally looked in two places the child who committed the crime mm-hmm. and their parents. I, I think it is refreshing. I, I think it is I think it signals a new day in this country. To see parents being held accountable for their children's actions because so much of the crime, especially in our urban communities, right. are done by children. They shouldn't be out at 2 o'clock in the morning. Where are their parents? Right.
4: No, it's, that's a very good point.
3: Now, he wasn't out at 2 o'clock in the morning. No, but,
4: but apparently there was a parent-teacher conference at the school earlier in the day talking about, hey, your kids got problems. We have problems with your child here at the school. And later on in the day, he shows back up at the school to shoot things up. What what did the parents do after that parent-teacher conference? No, well, the mother uh, allegedly
3: wrote in a text to her son, I'm not mad at you. You have to learn not to get caught. This was after. You have to learn not to get that's caught? That's what she allegedly, that's what she texted her son after reports of the shooting. You know, and again, if more district attorneys across this country begin holding parents, and I know this may be a slippery slope, right? I mean, sure, it could be. It could certainly be. Yeah. But I do think it sends a message: parent
4: your children. We got a question for our American mamas, dear mamas. Did you know there's now segregation on Etsy? Well, let's ask our American mamas.
2: Mama Mama. mama
4: told me not come. She said, uh, no. And joining us now are American Mamas, Terry Netterville and Denise Arthur. When I first heard this, I went, no way have they segregated Etsy this is america we believe in freedom and equality there's no way they have you know shopping for people of different races
1: yes way i saw it myself <laughs> Denise i had it. seen it because i ordered stuff off of it
5: <laughs> okay this is to me you know we talk about how racism is the word being a racist or racism has been watered down and it doesn't have the same meaning and it doesn't carry the same weight that it actually should when there is actual racism to me, when I see something like that, what does it say, Denise, on there? Well, you know, the, when you
1: go on to Etsy, it gives you all the categories like gifts for her, gifts for him, gifts for pets, gifts for kids. Then there's black-owned Etsy shops. Okay, where are the Hispanic-owned okay. Etsy shops? Where okay. are <laughs> oh my the gosh? There's so much I Where are the Asian-owned yeah. Etsy shops? Why? Well, here here are the other people. Do they, are they? Do they get upset? Are the Hispanic people upset?
5: Uh, You know what? Their shops
1: aren't on here. The
5: problem is, and we've talked about this before, if there was an Etsy place that said whites only, white only businesses for Etsy, oh my God, I cannot even imagine BLM. There would be riots. There would be marches. There would be protests. It would be all over the news. It's kind of like when people say, like, I don't have a problem with them having that. That's I don't fine. either. I mean, if I mean you, we've
1: had so much of this going on. With, you know, black I, restaurants. We've yeah. had, I mean, and, that, and I'm all about supporting local businesses. Exactly. If they have what I like, if they have what I'm interested in, if they have what I'm shopping for,
5: I don't care what color the owners are. I do not care, never have cared, will never care. But when you put that in its own box, and it's almost like you're boxing out everybody else, that's when I have a problem. And that is when I think that we are not only causing division even more so, but we're walking back about 50, no, 60 years when Martin Luther King Jr. were trying so desperately to let us see the content of one's character and not the color of skin. And now we're going backwards, like 10 steps. This has to stop. I mean, I'm fine with you. I'm fine with people wearing a mask. I'm fine if you want to say, hi. Hey, I'm a black owner. That's great. Uh, what I don't like is that it's not... Not everybody gets to have
1: it's, that same it's, luxury. It's separation. Yeah. Yes. That's what like it that. is. And the thing about it is there are going to be people that um whether they're white people, Hispanic people, Asian people, whatever, they are they were probably thinking, gosh, I'm I'd like to order from this shop right here and then they see that and they're thinking, well, do they?
5: Do I have to be black? Now to I'm not going to do
1: it because that yeah. ticks me off.
5: Yeah, it's it's
1: division. It's,
5: mean, idiot. I mean, it is division
1: that. is the new yeah. game. It has been the game of the left since day one. Divide, divide, right. divide. I mean, if you can't see that, and we're not poo pooing any of this, but I'm just saying, why can't we just all be in this together? Well, let me ask another and question. Support
4: everyone. The, the first two categories you mentioned, gifts for him, gifts for her, uh, doesn't that go against the wake idea? The Wolf Ideology <laughs> yeah, right now. Where's the it gift? Does. Where's the gift for them or for Zer? For or they for, for Zer. Zer. For, for, for they. For, where, where are those? Well,
1: you know, they're just going to keep on and on and on. And, and, you know, the thing about it is and here's the other thing that ticks me off. Because, you know, we keep talking about, you know, like they talk about boycotting businesses or doing use this business only or use that business only. Well, you know, just like, well, just like my, let's just take my pillow, for instance. Okay. You want to boycott my pillow do you know how many employees he has? Do you know what their background is? What their race is? Do you know? Are you putting people out of work because you've got an agenda? Yeah, I mean, you just can't do that. It's so agenda focused in this day and
5: time. And to what Stephen was saying,
1: agenda phobia—that's yeah. going to be a new word this
5: year. <laughs> you know, it's, I think I'm, I have that. I'm going. I'm going back to what you said, Stephen, about the his and the her and the them and the they and the zer and the zay and all of that craziness. I was reading an article in People magazine. There was a, a star that was um, getting married. She was marrying her love and and the the one that she's married, she looks like a girl, but she goes by the pronoun they and I'm pretty sure it was a girl. But she said when I was reading the article I was so confused because grammar you know, grammatically correct would say that it would be one or the other, but they were like and when they asked her to marry her I was like, wait, who? Th- who they? Who like are all? Who's on fire? Yeah, yeah. Like one or two. Yeah. I mean, I would think two people. What are they talking about? So then we get into, and you and I have talked about this before, where I start thinking this is so confusing. What are science teachers doing right now? We are so in this time where we are catering to the minority, the teeny tiny portion of Americans who are griping and they want their own pronouns. But all, yeah. in all, we I'm don't from want... the
1: south. I'm just gonna call you y'all. Yeah. That's
5: what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but we, I, I say. <laughs> No division, whether it's race, whether it's sex. Let's just everybody, just everybody, support everybody.
4: Thank you. If you'd like to ask our American Mamas a question, <laughs> go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com slash Mamas, and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Terry Nettaville, Denise Arthur, thank y'all. Thank you. We're coming up next here on American Ground Radio. We are digging deep.
2: We'll be right back. There's more fresh roasted American Ground Radio brewing, so stick around. Mmm. That's good radio with Lewis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Welcome back
4: to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Lewis R. Avalone. What is their obsession?
3: What is their absolute unfailing attention to the fact that everyone needs to be vaccinated? And that if you're not vaccinated, you're just... You don't deserve to live. Well, it's it's because... You don't deserve health care. You don't deserve to be able to participate in society. I mean, these people are nuts.
4: The, the, their obsession is based on fear. They have bought into the idea that covid is going to kill everybody that this is the worst thing that's but ever happened minute, to mankind wait a minute, wait a minute that Steven. the vaccine stops all of that you got to do that and if you don't do that then they've bought into this fear it's fear for themselves because they think that if you're not vaccinated somehow you're going to cause them to get infected okay but what about states like florida right where they're having the lowest uh-huh.
3: daily covid rates yes where there are virtually no restrictions whatsoever. And yet in California, where it is among the most authoritarian Uh with respect to restrictions daily covid rates in the country you're
4: applying logic to this fear is is not based on logic fear there's there's a people say false evidence appearing real fear is not about logic fear is about emotion and that's why when you make decisions based on fear you're often making bad decisions
3: well this chief uh her name is ursula van der leyen Mm-hmm. Ursula von der Leyen, she's the chief of the European Union. Yes. Okay. she She's over there somewhere in Europe, mm-hmm. and Brussels. she says she says she wants to see the Nuremberg Code ignored completely. Ignored. In fa- ignored completely in favor of allowing countries to force vaccinate anyone who is refusing to take. The (laughs) COVID-19 vaccine. Now, let me remind folks, the the Nuremberg Code was developed after 23 physicians from the German Nazi Party were tried for crimes against humanity for the atrocious experiments that they carried out on unwilling prisoners of war. These were grotesque medical experiments that took place at the Auschwitz concentration camp where jewish prisoners were tattooed with dehumanizing numbers etc etc and what the nuremberg code basically said you cannot force people to take
4: an experimental drug and now the head of the health department for the eu is saying we should do that look no
3: no she's the chief Uh of the european
4: union commission not just the health health division or health committee when you start looking at things that have been done in history and go, you know what? The Nazis had a good idea. You might want to reconsider what you're looking at. It's time to dig deep. Well, there's a new study out by a company called Brunswick. The uh, it's called the talking trap. That's what they've, they've labeled this phenomenon. The Talking Trap. Well, who is Brunswick? Uh, they're, they're basically a corporate research company. They're, okay. they're doing consulting and stuff like that. Okay. So The Talking Trap, they say this is the tendency of large corporations and their executives to speak out on a wide variety of social issues. And generally, the leaders think they're doing a good thing, a great thing in some co- uh, contexts, but their customers don't. But see, this is where I think, you know, you
3: talk about how power mm-hmm. causes brain damage right and it we,
4: affects the part of the brain that is able to process empathy and
3: i think we're generally speaking about that you are generally making that comment whenever we're talking about politicians right or people in, in but elected but it's not office. just
4: limited to political power it's it's about financial power it's about uh the any kind of power
3: right so if you think you're a pretty big deal right. you're the ceo of a corporation right and you may in fact be expert in what your corporation does. Especially
4: if you think you deserve the power you have.
3: And so then you're like, well, if I'm pretty smart in my corporation, right. well, I'm sure people would like to hear what I have to say about global warming okay, or racism or wokeness.
4: So with this study, The Talking Trap by Brunswick, they said, quote, the efforts are all too often disbelieved as authentic by people across every part of the political and socioeconomic spectrum. So the CEOs say, hey, we're coming out, and we're talking about something. And people go, yeah, but you don't mean what you're saying. They don't think it's authentic. Here's what they found. 63% of corporate executives, almost two-thirds, agree unequivocally that companies should speak out on social issues. 63% of the CEOs of the biggest companies in America think we've got to talk about anything and everything. Right. You need to hear what we have to say. But only 36% of voters agree unequivocally that companies should speak on social issues. So the CEOs are out of step two to one. What's more, you have a majority of executives of corporations doing things that a majority of their customers don't think they should be doing, which is speaking out about politics. Quote, corporate executives have a highly inflated sense of how effective corporate communication has been on social issues compared to voters. So this is another part of the study. It's really interesting. Nearly three in four corporate executives, 75 percent think that communication on a topic has been effective, but only 39 percent of voters say the same. But
3: see, here's the thing. If you're the CEO of Starbucks, right, I don't think you've established your authority Mm -hmm. to to talk about racism in this country. But they did. But I understand that. But my point here is this, Uh is that the public right. is going to pay attention to people. They're going to follow people. They will be influenced by leaders mm-hmm. who have established their authority, their expert opinion, right. based on either their education uh-huh. or their experience. But if you're if you're the CEO, CEO of Nike of or Delta Airlines, right or the pga or mlb right and, and you want to talk to me about
4: gun control see this is why, interesting. Why,
3: what makes you so uniquely qualified to talk to me about that
4: issue see this is where i think we talked earlier the i don't want to hear it the world tennis association took a stand against china because one of their members accused a high-ranking person in the chinese communist party of rape and then that that ranking tennis player disappeared and the WTA came out and said, we care about our tennis player. And the response to the WTA's actions has been very good. But it's because they have authority in that because they care about their tennis player. Yes?
3: Absolutely. All right. And, and like the MLB came out against Georgia right? about their voting rights. I mean, what does that what have does to the do? What
4: does MLB know about voting rights? Well, what does that have to do with baseball? Nothing. All right. So they also Brunswick cites some other research from Gallup that we talked about before in the show. They said new research from Gallup shows Americans have decreasing confidence in all American institutions except for the military, small business and the police. Corporations are ranked third from last only above Congress and television news. Now, notice big companies are getting more involved in politics than ever before. Yes. And the American people's trust in big business is lower than ever before, only higher than Congress and big media two other groups that deal almost exclusively with politics. Is that a coincidence? No, I mean, but see, I think, again, these
3: corporations Uh and people, look, you you can't fool the American people by and large.
4: No. Temporary,
3: yes. Long term, no. But they see that these corporations are taking these positions in order to be politically correct, not necessarily to represent what is good, what or
4: what should be in this country. Look at the other end of that spectrum. Near the top is small business, right? Americans still trust small business. Why? Because most small businesses don't talk about politics. They keep their heads down. They do their jobs. They keep their political opinions out of their daily operations. And that's part of why people still trust small businesses the most. Well, and they employ
3: over 50% of the workforce in this country.
4: I think that's a good point. At least they did before Biden was president. Look, corporate executives are talking about social issues more than they should be. They are not being as effective at talking about those things as they think they are. And the things they're talking about aren't the things people actually care about. This is the talking trap. And it's a big part of why people don't trust big business anymore. Sometimes you say it all when you say nothing at all.
2: You're standing on American Ground with Lewis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr.
4: Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr and Lewis R. Avalone. You know, this show moves at lightning speed. It just goes flying
3: by. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What I was trying to say earlier. Uh-huh. You know, because it goes so fast. Yes, the you show know, I got to just jump right in. It's hard to catch up. It's Keith Whitley. Uh-huh. Okay. And it's a song that when you say nothing at all, and basically... One of the lyrics or the refrain is, now you say it best Uh when you say nothing at all. And what I was referring to, I wasn't saying that to you. I I was saying that for these CEOs, and I I will throw celebrities into this basket as well. Well, a
4: celebrity is kind of a CEO of their own brand. Okay. Right?
3: But celebrities, CEOs... Athletes mm-hmm. for that matter. Yeah. Uh, like LeBron James. Right. You know. He's done tremendous damage to his brand. I'm just saying that sometimes they might say it best. When they say nothing. When they say absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. You know, who is just about saying nothing at all? Joe Biden. <laughs> well, that's not on purpose. Well, no, but he's trying to say stuff. It's no just <laughs> he sounds horrible. He is today he was coughing his way. Through this speech, he looked tired. He was hoarse. Well, it's Friday.
4: You know, he's been worn
3: down by the end of the week. So his physician released a, a letter. Basically, here was the diagnosis. Biden has a frog in his throat. No. that I'm Not. I like. Man, I ain't kidding you. It's fake news Friday. I, no, I'm serious. He, he doesn't ha- have an actual frog in his throat this is the physician to the president it's on his letterhead it is a memorandum to Jinsaki. and it says the following is released with permission of the patient he has a frog in his throat no
4: he doesn't ribbit he doesn't have a frog He's in his throat the are you going to argue with this physician yeah because that's fake news You are fake news.
3: Okay, first of all, just to be clear, that is not fake news. Uh That is
4: real news. That he has a frog in his throat?
3: The doctor reported. Yeah,
4: you think there's an actual, how would Peter be reacting if there was an actual frog in the president's throat? I don't know. That's not a diagnosis. It's. It's a diagnosis. It's on the. Just because it's published doesn't mean it's true. He wrote it. It ain't true. There's not a frog in the president. So throat. now you know better. You
3: you know better than the physician to the president. Let me put
4: it this way. If there was an actual frog in the president's throat, either the frog or the president or both of them would be dead by now. There ain't a frog in his throat. Okay. Here's how we play our game. I'm going to read you a headline. You tell me whether it's real news, fake news, or really fake news. Real news, it was published and it was true. Fake news, like what you just heard there, it was published but it's not true. Or really fake news. You just made it up. Okay, the first one. The United Kingdom government banned government employees from using the word Christmas so as not to offend minorities. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Oh, that's
3: got to be real news. That is
4: indeed real news. Uh, Next one, the reason why Santa Inc., a new show on HBO Max, uh, is not doing well is because it's upsetting white supremacists. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? Well, that's fake news. Yeah, it is indeed fake news. What is that all about? It's it's a Seth, oh man, what's his name? Um, Seth Rogen is doing this cartoon show on HBO Max about Santa and apparently making the air to Santa be a girl. And he's decided that the reason why 99% of the people who've watched it gave it a thumbs down is because they must all be white supremacists. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay, Elves at the North Pole staged a walkout this week when Kyle Rittenhouse was moved from the naughty list <laughs> to the nice list. Real news, <laughs> fake news, or really fake news? You just made that one that's up. That's a Babylon B. Next one, the discredited Steele dossier does not undercut the credibility of the Russia collusion story. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? Well, of course that's fake news. Yeah, but that's from the New York Times. That's what they wrote this week. The judge in the Jesse Smollett case lunged at the prosecutor this week. Real news, fake news, or really fake news. You know what? There's
3: I, I didn't see this story. Uh-huh. But I'm gonna
4: say this is real news. Ooh, this is fake news. The prosecutor demanded a mistrial saying that the judge lunged at her. All the judge did was stand up. That ain't the same as lungeon. Well, it depends on how you view that. Okay. Next one. There was more money paid out to unemployment fraud in 2020 in the United States than was paid out in all of 2019. Real news, fake news, or really fake news? You know what? I'm going with real news on that. That is more than three times as much. We spent $87 billion lost in unemployment money in fraud in 2020 fraud and then we wonder why people can't get or aren't going back to work in 2019 we only spent 27 billion in total unemployment benefits okay hey, it's just it's free money the build back better bill gives amnesty to 6 million illegal aliens real news fake news really fake news that's real news. That is real news. Uh, next one. After President Biden announced the U.S. would release 50 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the Canadian government announced they would release 50 million pounds of maple syrup from the Canadian Maple Syrup Reserve. Real news, <laughs> fake news, or really fake news? Uh, sadly, that is
3: uh, really fake news. Ooh. That is real news. Wait. There's, the first of all, Girt, well, they've got a real nice sense of humor. Then, apparently. well, apparently
4: the maple syrup crop this year wasn't as good as it's been in previous years, so they release they have a strategic reserve and they've released it to try and keep prices. Wait, a, in a- wait, just a minute. Uh huh. The
3: Canadian government has a strategic reserve of maple syrup? Yes. Ain't that sweet?
4: Isn't that pretty amazing? Okay, uh, next one. After being suspended by CNN, NBC hired Chris Cuomo to host a new investigative TV series called To Shield a Predator. Real news, (laughs) fake news, really fake news.
3: You made that one up. that's Babylon
4: B. All right. Okay, and this uh, last one. A biological male now holds the school records for the University of Pennsylvania's women's swim team in 200-500 freestyle. Real news, fake news, really fake news. Oh, that's real news. That is. He was named William Thomas was a mid-level swimmer on the men's team. He switched over to the women's team, and now he's setting NCAA records. What's his name now, Wilma? Uh, Tia. Tia. Or Leah, I'm sorry, Leah.
2: Leah. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's how we play our game. Coming up next, we got a moment of woe, stick around. You're listening to American Ground Radio with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr.
4: Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Paul with Lewis R.
3: Avalone. All right, so it's almost a week since President Biden released all of those barrels of oil from our Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Yes. Which wasn't a whole lot. It was 50, Three days worth of su- 50,000 barrels. Yeah. yeah, almost three days worth of supplies. And so in some places... It has had an effect, though. Really? It has had an effect on the price of gasoline, and to that, we say thank you, President Biden. How much? uh, much... Uh, Actually, uh, it's fallen from Uh $3.39 a gallon on an average Uh to $3.38 a gallon. So it's about a penny less. So don't spend all of that in one place how how can you not (laughs) exactly right you know steve forbes is the editor-in-chief of forbes magazine right you know he came out he this jobs report today he slammed biden he said look you know you've got an economy right now that wants to move ahead does but there are still artificial barriers there and i think by artificial barriers he means
4: the biden administration Uh, right because of all the the stupid Regulations that Biden put into effect on his very first day in office, going after the rich, the those that create the jobs. Well, I'm glad that Steve Forbes came out and said, "Whoa." <laughs> oh, wow. When I say
2: whoa,
4: I mean whoa. Vinny Tartaglia was setting up a group chat with his teammates. You see, Vinny is a high school freshman on the Notre Dame prep basketball team, and. When he got everybody added, one person in the group typed, did you mean to add me to this group? And the boys typed back, yes, of course, thinking he was another member of their team. It wasn't. You see, Vinny had typed in the wrong number on one digit of a phone number, and instead of getting his teammate, he got Sean Murphy Bunting, the cornerback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. (laughs) Sean then started a live video chat in the boys' group chat and gave them a tour of the Buccaneers' locker room. He introduced them to his teammates, fellow running back Leonard Fournette, tight end Rob Gronkowski, and even quarterback Tom Brady, and it all started because of a wrong number in a group chat. That's awesome. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy.